Decorating Pages is a podcast dedicated to taking you behind the scenes of the designs of your favorite TV shows and films. Each episode, I'll be sharing design stories from some of Hollywood's most famous sets, interviews from set decorators, production designers, directors, and actors about creating the look of TV and film, about their design inspirations, and stories that take sets from page to screen. Hello, welcome to Decorating Pages. I'm your host, Kim Wanup. I hope you enjoyed episode one with Caleb Duffy. He's got some more interesting stories coming up in this episode of uh, Hiking with Sean Penn on the film Into the Wild. So I'm going to get right to it. I hope you enjoy. What's your favorite location you've ever shot? Ooh. Like, do you have a favorite look of overall project? Yes, Behind the Candelabra. Yes. Oh Oh my God. So I, if that movie is on, I have to watch it. Me too. It's so good. Scott! (laughs) Scott! (laughs) Scott! That, I think I could write a book on the production process of that film. I know exactly what you mean. Uh, The movie I did, Fanboys. Fanboys. The behind the scenes of what one-legged hookers. Chicken. That was the Star Wars fanboy one, right? Yeah. That was fun. It was so much fun, but it was shot in Albuquerque. Oh, shit. Who it, was the designer on that? Corey Lorenzen, Corey who Lorenzen. did Greek. Yes. yes. Um, I had never met him. He called me up and was like, I need a decorator. I'm in Albuquerque. Oh, get out of here. And I was like, and I left Bones to do it. I was, I was the buyer. So I left Bones to do it. And half, I drove myself out halfway there. I said, hey, um... You think you can put someone else on the phone? Because I just realized I got a call from a guy in Albuquerque <laughs> about a film. And uh, can I just talk to someone else? Because I just realized you might be a killer. Oh. And the weirdest, oh my God. The weirdest thing is, is Corey Laurentian is the nicest the person. Nicest per- like, the like, nicest the, guy. The nicest guy. So I always think of that of like, I kind of thought you were going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, come to Albuquerque, make a movie. Yeah, but killer. The locate we worked every single day. The location of Albuquerque, I was not a fan of. Um, it was just a movie, and it was fun. We were all young. God, everyone was the director, the producer, like everyone was young. Yeah, and we just had fun, but worked our balls off. That's awesome. Never didn't have a day off in like four months. The whole time we were there, yeah. And you've fun. got a good memory of it, probably, as well, right? Yeah, like, never go to... Yeah. You never go to Albuquerque. <laughs> never go to Albuquerque for a film. <laughs> but, yeah. But I'm still friends... I'm still very good friends with him, and so it's a lasting project, even all these years later. And then, like, three years later, we did reshoots, and then they finally re- released it, like, five years later. Like, it was this, It was a crazy... It, it was. It was a wild movie. Yeah. It was a good movie. It was fun. It was fun. I watched it. I, I mean, yeah. I had fun with it. We got <clears> clearance from... From um, Star Wars and George Lucas, like I can't believe the stuff that we were allowed to show. I know. So that was fun. That is cool. Yeah. I wonder if Dave Mandel has watched that movie. You know, I've always wanted to ask him, but I didn't want to like toot my own horn and and then be like, "You should check that out." Yeah, check it out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've always, I've kind of, I don't, because I am uh, like a fan girl. Like I love Star Wars. If there's nothing on TV. I'll watch that too. I'll just throw Star Wars on and be like, oh, it's in the background, whatever. Yeah. Because it's still fast. I'm fascinated with why everybody's fascinated with it and what 
gave it the longevity and the and someone just making shit up that has impacted millions of people like it's crazy <sighs> to me. hundreds of millions of people it's crazy yeah yeah that that's like an enigma to me but but so anyway behind the candelabra behind the candelabra i mean we were in you're in vegas right we were in all? vegas for a while but i think i i got into like six of liberace's properties of the oh. 17 just yeah. for research and to work with howard cummings the designer like yeah. was just awesome and and also Munch. what's that decorator i think it was barbara yeah, barbara munch barbara munch <clears throat> and um also to to be so ken labbitt does all of soderbergh's things mm -hmm. and <clears throat> ken and i when i was ready to move up so i thought and had support to do so um we did not have an amicable split mm -hmm. so he was um, not happy with me leaving him and I was you know wanted to move to be, be yeah. at a department yeah and I got support on a film to do it and um, we didn't really speak for about four or five years and we reconnected and I'm on Hitchcock and I get this I get a call from a production supervisor and she says hey so we're doing Behind the Candelabra. I uh, want to know your availability. And my first, my first response was, hey, Julie, does Ken know you're calling me? <laughs> she said, yeah, he, he actually said give you a call. Oh, I there you go. Like, wow, that's cool. So it personally was really nice to go back to the group of people that I learned how to do this nice. with. Yeah. And then to be in these, like, we pulled off some pretty amazing stuff there. Like we shot in Zsa Zsa Gabor's house. That was the... The one with the pool? The one with the pool. She was in her master bedroom with one leg while we're filming. What? Uh, yeah. Um, wait. <clears throat> wait, I think it's more of a revelation that Jojo Gabor only has one leg. Yeah, she only had one leg. Like the Ever? Last, the only le only for the last like three, four years of her life. Oh, oh yeah. all right. Amputation. <laughs> 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 but she was there, 97 years old or something. There's a good, here's a good, <coughs> dead or alive. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, she's there. <laughs> she's there. Uh, yeah, it, it just, we were in, we were in four different cities. Um, we were in Palm Springs. We shot at, oh, beautiful. we shot at the church that had the ceremony for him. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, just uh, very, it was, it was a rewarding project. It's beautifully done. I think and, so too. Thanks. And it's theaters. And, mm. like, the behind-the-scenes, like, in his makeup rooms and, like, I mean, his house alone is, like, with the slot machines and... It's, it was, it was unbelievable. Yeah, we had, really we actually great. shot in the theater at the Las Vegas Hotel. Mm -hmm. He had his run. Wow. It was, like, yeah, and Elvis had a run there and Barry Manilow had a run there. Is that in the Hilton? It's the old Hilton. It's the old Hilton, yeah. 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 I shot, uh, we did Wheel of Fortune there. Did you? And it was all about, like, where was his, this was Elvis's dressing room. Right. Like, that type of stuff. You're going in, and you're like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Like I, Yeah, and they have a square in the floor of the stage showing the original that they didn't cover up. Oh, that's it's pretty neat. That I don't remember. Um, we'll probably cover that up. I don't we'll know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> uh, yeah, <clears throat> I've been, traffic was great. Uh 
got to scuba dive for shipwrecks in the Bahamas looking for, for how we're going to build it on a reef for Into the Blue. Um, oh, yeah. I worked with Derek Hill. We talked oh, yeah. about that. I yeah, uh, yeah. worked with Derek Hill on Into the Wild. Yeah. Um, he's awesome. He's, a, I, I think, probably a good partner in doing uh, location work. He's so in, he's so into getting yeah. it all done before anybody gets like getting yeah. the input in before everybody gets there or something. I don't know. <laughs> he's, <laughs> no, he sees things in a really cool way. He really run, he really runs it. I as I said, just differently than anyone else I've ever worked with. I, yeah, it's it's cool. Like it's it's very eclectic outside the box. Yeah. Yeah. And and does that help you? Sure. You yeah, there's freedom to move. Yeah. Um, yeah, my sequence was L.A. And mm-hmm. I don't, if you've seen the movie, it's when Emil comes back, Chris Chambliss comes back into L.A. from Mexico, and he's trying to get back into society. And we had, he wanted it to be in sequence, river, train track crossing, uh, crawl space, through the service access road into the river, and then you end up in downtown. So where did you do that? At? We did it at six Sixth Street under the Sixth Street Bridge when it still was there. Uh-huh. And, um huh. And on Anderson Street, we started there uh, with the train. That is the only time that I thought I could lose my career. Actually. Really. Yeah. So we had all this. <clears throat> Sean Penn directed it, and he wanted a night shot of a meal coming out of the river, a train wipe, and then showing downtown L.A. with all the lights. We only got approval to do train work until about 7 o'clock, so the sun was still up, and Sean was not happy, Derek was not happy. And we go do this stuff downtown, and we have a meeting, and they say, so... Can you find a place that has the view of the city with the, what we've been talking about, which we didn't get because they didn't approve it, and mm. we didn't have, and we're now outside of our permit, and we don't have a permit to do what I'm going to go find. <laughs> right, right, right. And we're working with trains and with no. Well, we all know that that doesn't. That's, that never that, ends well. That's never good. No. no, no, and so I found a safe place. <clears throat> I said to Sean, I said, look, we're going to be outside of permit. We're not protected. We're not insured. I need you to, you know, you and the producer need to sign off on this. Right. And so we took a small crew, found the spot, showed them perfect. Corman style. Total Corman style. And we're sitting there and, you know, Penn is smoking cigarettes and we're sitting on camera cases and Apple boxes and we've got ten people and it's like two in the morning and and no one's talking. Like, we're waiting for a fucking train that we don't, <laughs> <You> don't, <laughs> don't know if it's coming. Or I'm waiting to get arrested. Such a life. <laughs> yeah. It's such a life, like, examining moment. <laughs> totally. And, like, what am I and, doing? And Sean, Sean Penn. I'm sitting like, here with Sean Penn in the dark. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting here with Spicoli, basically. Right, Spicoli. Some chain smoking, waiting for a train to And come. Emil Hirsch is in the river. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, we're quiet for 20, 30 minutes, and Sean Penn just speaks up, and he says, so what happens if we get caught 
can you lose can you lose your job i said yeah this is bad yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah like this you're is, gonna this, be okay yeah you're fine yeah but this this will affect me if we get yeah approached yeah. yeah and right after that this red light starts going off and mm. a train comes and we're like holy shit he got it he got it and it is in the movie and it's perfect. I had just got chills. <laughs> and and it was it was awesome. And then that led to being able to go climb a mountain with Derek Hill and Sean Penn for a movie that we ne- never made. The one where, was it up in Washington or something? It was here. It was it was, here. it was at Mount San Antonio, which is like by Mount Baldy. Oh yeah. Off the two ten. Mm-hmm. And it was a story about a kid that was in a plane crash when he was twelve and he shimmied down a Everyone died in the small plane crash, um, including his father. It's called uh, uh, something from the storm. Into the storm? No, I'll remember. Um, Norman Olsted. Mm. And we climbed this mountain where this plane crashed, and this kid had shimmied down, and it was awesome. Wow. The, the writer had never, had never been back. Oh, wow. <clears throat> and on that day, he got to meet the two kids at the time that, found him wow and laid they laid a track path across a meadow for him to see that there was safety in case anyone came down and he was the only survivor wow and he was 12 years old that's an incredible story it was yeah it's it's, it should be made it's really what happened with that that it didn't do you know it just didn't get funded it it didn't it it was at warner brothers um it got Mixed up, I think, in just timing and turnaround, and Sean was doing some war movie, and mm. didn't end up doing it. That sounds like but, a good one. But you got. But I got to hike a mountain with Sean Penn and Derek Hill. <laughs> I always love that scene from um, what's the Ben Stiller Sean Penn one? Oh, it's so good. It's um, I remember. But Sean Penn's like, he's a photographer, and he's um sitting on a mountain waiting for like one eagle to come out of a nest or it's something or a snow tiger or something like that have you not seen it haven't seen it oh god what is it called i'm looking i'm looking i'm looking the secret life of walter mitty never saw it it's such a good movie and sean penn is in it and i and he's like (laughs) all of a sudden he's like in disguise with like leaves and everything around (laughs) in the middle of this mountain and Ben Stiller's trying to find him, and he, like, sits down, and then he, like, looks over, and you all of a sudden you just got, like, Sean Penn sitting there, like, like, <laughs> don't move. And he's, like, waiting to take a shot of, like, a snow leopard or something. So that's, that's awesome. what I just pictured when I... That's pretty much... He probably yeah. took from that experience, because Pro- like, this was Probably, after. like, we hiked the fucking mountain. Yeah. You know? And he was he was down to down to do it. Um, what... What do you look forward to? Like, what do you, what would you hope for a project? Are you hoping, like, oh, I want to do a I'm, period I'm, or sci-fi? No, or actually, like, right now it's an interesting part, moment in my career. Oh, um, that's true. I'm, I'm moving into production supervision. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll hire me. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> yes, so great. Yes, <laughs> totally. <laughs> so, like, that's, and that's a, a step from location management into production management world. So that's where we, that's our line of that's where true. we could go. Yeah. Um, I am, I do like what I do, but I'm looking forward to a new mind space and kind of seeing what's out there 
Um, that sounds great. But if I have to, you know, if I come back and location manage stuff, um, I do. I do like doing quality projects. Um, yeah. We all do. It's yeah. it's you know you hope to get those calls for like Veep and yeah. you know behind the candelabra and to do those things. Um, but when you started out, <laughs> you've never. I don't know. I don't think you've had bad. I've been. I don't know, man. I've been really lucky, you know. Yeah. Like you have amazing just, projects. Thanks, I appreciate that. And they all look great. They're all no. They're all memorable. I would say. Thanks. I think so too. I think people like to watch the stuff. Visually that, memorable. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean you too. Like. Oh, come on. Parks and Recreation. I finally watched. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't do, like, the perm sets, but all those swing sets and everything. Those fucking... There's, there's like, 31, par 31 holidays in one room. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, so... The, that type of fun stuff, that was great to yeah. be there. Yeah, and I do like being with this group. Like, yeah. the downside of leaving is separating away from David and Morgan and yeah. the, the culture that they... You know, they put really great people together. It's a safe little family. <clears> it is, and, and they... they they do good projects. Wine, oh, you yeah. didn't do wine country. <laughs> I know that's a <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay. Dude. Yeah. yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Caught it over the weekend. It was great. It was great. It was great. <laughs> um, but yeah, they 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 tend to put us into pretty good positions yeah. and places. Which they're is, really and they're thoughtful. Yep. And they're personable in a sense that they understand that this is still just work. Yeah, and we're all people, and there's no egos, and there's no, um, there's never any yelling. No, and they, they're good at weeding those, like replacing, the ones that don't kind of fit into yeah. what they're they're creating. You know? Yeah, yeah. It is. That's cool. how we got you. No. They saved my life. Not, e I'm not even kidding. I was, I was a, I was a broken human after no. True Detective. Oh, I know. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. And they said, come over and make some comedy for a while. Yeah. Like, okay, that sounds cool. I remember coming from Bones to two parks and being, like, up up all night being like, is my dressing funny? Like, I never oh. had never done comedy. And it was just like, I don't know. Is the chair supposed to be funny? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Is it going to tell a joke? Yeah. Is this funny? Is this off? Is all, they're all offices. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like, I was like, I don't know. This is a lot of pressure. I mean, I know I'm funny, but is my dressing funny? <laughs> <laughs> How did they find you? Uh, Ian was an art director for the for Bones the season that the writer strike happened. So I only worked with him for a couple episodes, like five or six episodes or something. But um, they they uh, Ian called me to, mm. to come over, and it, it worked out perfectly. I was right, you know, I was had been at Bones for like six years and wanted to move on but you also are you get comfortable mm -hmm. and it was real it was like my first big thing and it was comfortable and a pressure that I had gotten of it's not just me making a decision if I go somewhere else I have a crew mm -hmm. and I'm single and I can do what I want but it started to wear on me a little bit of like these people have families and this is my crew and I don't want to lose them I have such an amazing group of guys that I've been with for so long and that's the that kept me there probably a season or two longer than I wanted mm. to I'm glad I did it and I and it's not 
that it hurt me in any way. But it was one of the reasons I stayed there so long. It was like, this is a good job. And the other thing is, you know, you're on six season pay. Six season pay. Yeah. For one hour. Yeah. So then, you know, you start somewhere else. You go to first season pay or pilot pay or first or you know lower tier pay if you're in a movie or whatever and, it, mm-hmm. and that wears on you too but i found don't follow the money no follow the people follow the oh, follow the projects and the, yeah, yeah yeah but that goes in hand yeah yeah that's interesting yeah. but yeah follow. yeah i i've seen like i haven't been happy when i follow the money it never works out that way no, 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 no. I've been happy. I've been unhappy not following the money, too. <laughs> so it, worked, it works like, both uh, ways. Yeah. Oh, um, like Spoils of Babylon I did, which was an amazing, uh, like the look of it was amazing. And I got to work with these really creative people, but the money was awful. Mm. And it was like a peanut. <laughs> like the craft service yeah. was like somebody opening up a Ziploc bag of M and M's that they had used or- on another show. An orange slice. <laughs> yeah. It was like like not a whole orange. <laughs> Patrick and I looked at craft service. We were like, "What are we doing oh. here? What are we doing here? This Ziploc containers of like leftover M and M's and nuts and that's like, terrible. You know it's low budget." And I was like, "This is so sad. I can't believe I got this." Isn't that one thing like just? Feed the crew well. Yeah. Have your checks on time. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Yeah. It's kind of simple. It's, I think so too. Simple equation to keep people moderately happy enough to to be pleasant. Yep. Work work hard. Yeah. Do a great job. Do a great, and give 100%. That's right. Because I I think if you're in this business, you want to give 100%. You're here for a reason. Totally. You don't want to be a slack ass and not not have a good like you know this is an industry on reputation as well it Definitely. really is like what Definitely. you've done in the past and how you treated it yeah uh, sometimes bad behavior does get rewarded but mm-hmm. for the most part it's like not really no there's a couple people who fail up true but we know who they are <laughs> <laughs> thank I, you so much you're welcome that was super fun it's been an hour that I've talked to you. So That's you. crazy. No way. Yeah, I know. I've really enjoyed working with <laughs> You're you. You're a two-parter. How about that? How about that? <laughs> I've really enjoyed our time yeah. three plus years. Yeah. No, it's been amazing. Because yeah. you're, cause like, you're so chill. You're, all your people have always been chill. And like I said, Leaf was so hard that I don't know how you juggled all of that and, and coordinating all of us. All of the departments, you know, in just and a, out of just everything. good team, good people, and that's going to be the hardest thing when I do move into the new project. Like, yeah, my and you, you, build. And you, you touched on it. Like, my vendors get affected, and I've had my vendors for my shortest relationship is like nine years with the vendor, and yeah. and that stuff. It can, it, it trickles it, down. It a affects. Bit. It's going to affect me emotionally. It'll affect me, like. Hopefully they're they're okay and everyone has to take care of their stuff and they will be okay. But it's still a big, big yeah. yeah. It it's I don't know. It's it's because it's bigger. It's a bigger picture than just like I want to go do this and I want to go do that. <clears throat> yeah.
Caleb is a really good guy. He's transitioning into production supervisor and eventually he'll be hiring me on his next big project. Right, Caleb? Uh, yeah, great guy. So many great stories. I feel like we could have gone on for another hour. Uh, a location manager dealing with every department and outside vendors, it's a lot to juggle. And like I said, Caleb always remained calm and cool and that's not always easy when the pressure's on. Location managers really lend an element to the design of the project, and if you don't have a good location manager that can show you great options, the look of the project could suffer, and nobody wants that. We're all spokes in the wheel, and there's so many pieces that need to come together to make a project come to life. It really is an exciting business, and it's a lot of work from every department. So you gotta work with good people, and I have been very lucky with that. Check out the blog post for this episode on decoratingpagespodcast.com and see some of the pictures of the sets that we talk about. Also check out my weekly blog, What's One Up Watching? My weekly post about beautiful production design in TV and film. Thanks for joining me. I hope you got an earful. Decorating Pages is sponsored by Stogie Floaty. Luxury pull floats. Float them if you got them. Visit stogiefloaty.com.